Hello and welcome to another edition of the Her Loyal Sons Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Ritter. You can call me ND Tex. And as always, folks, you can subscribe to us over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Podbean. And as always, you can find us over at our home at HerLoyalSons.com. Come join us in Discord. That is our live chat channel. Uh, you can find the link over at HLS, or you can visit HerLoyalSons.com slash Discord. Email the show, podcast at HerLoyalSons.com. And typically, this is the time in which I would welcome Shane. Unfortunately, uh, Shane is not able to record tonight. Uh, the thing that took him away yesterday uh, ended up, unfortunately, uh, taking him out again tonight. And, uh, folks, honestly, I, I wish I could say that I, I knew for sure when uh, Shane would be able to get back to a little bit of normalcy. He's mentioned before things were a little bit crazy. Um, things are still quite crazy over in his world right now. Uh, the good news is that Shane himself is uh, fine. Well, uh, obviously probably a little stressed with everything going on right now but he is okay and um, of course you know there's more things important in life than a silly little podcast like we have here so uh, we will definitely uh, welcome Shane back with open arms when he is able but uh, you are stuck with me today and what we're going to do in this episode we're still going to make sure we do this preview thing and really this preview the the plan is to kind of shift gears now that Notre Dame is all of a sudden ranked number three in the nation right now by the college football playoff committee so with that in mind really the preview is shifting gears between what we thought were the big games now into what are the big games that are going to affect Notre Dame's playoff hopes so that's really where the focus is going to be in this episode of course, we will talk other national games of note as well, uh, plus some other games that are on my radar on top of that. Uh, but it's a big scoreboard watching week this week. I mean, it's great that we're number three, uh, but there is still a lot of work to be done. But before we really dig into the football, have a couple of notes. Uh, one is Notre Dame related, and that is the number 33 trucking campaign that has been going on, or hashtag 33 trucking, if you will. The hats that you've seen in the the videos that you've seen at the podium for Brian Kelly, they are going to go on sale. And if you're listening to this on a Friday, November 3rd, they are on sale noon Eastern time. Now, the release did not say whether it was going to be a limited release, but it did say it was available to the public. If you are on campus, you can go to the Notre Dame bookstore on campus. You can also go to the bookstore, uh, the satellite one out in Eddie Commons just across the way from campus. And for those of us like myself that will be uh, not in South Bend this weekend, uh, you can order online at ndcatalog.com. Uh, and again, I, get, I have no idea if this is limited release or not, but uh, I would suggest go ahead and getting on it. It's going to be $26. Bucks. Uh, and um, one of the interesting notes here, though, is, and I mentioned it before on Twitter, I had kind of gotten word that the, the Notre Dame was kind of figuring out what they needed to do with this, and it was going to end up being some kind of charity donation uh, in the end of it because we're kind of bordering in that NCAA gray area and profiting on a player's likeness. So this is going to go to uh, there's a student athlete fund where if a student athlete is, you know, it's think of it as an additional grant for student athletes to where if they are, are on some hard times, and they need some financial assistance beyond what they're getting at Notre Dame. That is what that fund is for. So you are supporting a good cause. Yes, $26 is a lot for a hat, 
One, have you checked any Notre Dame book uh, bookstore price lately? Two, every single proceed is going to go to this fund. So it's a great cause. So that $26 is going to cover the cost of the hat and then some. So the profit, and I'm sure it's a sizable one, that will be going to it, is going to be going to a very good cause. And kind of in that note uh, to where I think we're in some NCAA gray area, it was interesting to see in the release uh, that uh, they noted this, and I'm quoting directly from the release here, the fighting Irish are trekking along to make sure their humble, hardworking, and blue-collar Heisman trophy-worthy running back will be on the radar of voters. A website, Twitter handle, and Instagram account have been created to promote Adams for college football's most hallowed individual award through its entire fleet of hashtag 33trucking, and in parentheses they state 11 starters on offense defense and special teams so interesting how it's a little bit uh one kind of brilliant that it's it's shoehorned in but it's still a little bit shoehorned at least in my opinion but uh a nice way i think to at least maybe i i I don't know if this is the intent of it uh but maybe give a little ncaa cover it's like hey this 33 is more than just josh's number it represents the 33 starters that end up on the field there so uh regardless I, i found that personally a little funny it gave me a chuckle but regardless tomorrow make sure you are able to order those hats if you want them i've been asked by multiple people on twitter whether i knew they would be on sale so this is your chance to get them I am going to be in a meeting starting at noon Eastern time. So I'm going to do my very best to show up to that meeting early, as early as possible, and have my computer at the ready uh, to order this thing at ndcatalog.com. And um, maybe I might, I'm going to see if I can't pick up an extra one. Maybe we can use it as a giveaway. And that kind of leads me into the next thing, and that's extra life. Now, if you remember, I mentioned uh, back last month, almost about this time last month, um, what what we have going on here is um right the i did this last year to where it's going to be the national game day is this saturday now i'm not participating in the national game day because there's way too much college football going on i think that was a little bit of a mistake on my part uh, because i didn't plan it maybe as well as i probably could have so i'm planning it out a little bit more uh my actual stream my actual charity stream is going to be next month it's going to run uh in the evening friday december 8th and run through the evening on december 9th uh and the reason i'm doing that is is one to make sure you have visibility when there's not a whole lot of college football going on there's just army navy uh but folks uh the thing is is that extra life is something that goes on while the game day is kind of the big splash where a lot of the money uh gets donated so i mean if you go and follow at extra life for kids on twitter uh they're also on facebook as well you'll see them promoting various events uh, any kind of video game presence on twitter uh t- or a really a website will have some kind of team that's going on so definitely check those out if if you are able to give uh by all means i'm not the only person doing this it's all going to a great cause um but with that said if you want to make sure uh you're around for my stream again that is december 8th and the 9th and what i'm going to do is i'm going to attempt in this uh 24 hour really uh the national game day is always over national uh daylight savings time to where they will get that bonus 25th hour i may need that bonus 25th hour to do what i'm planning to do and that is to beat final fantasy 15 in a single marathon setting i don't play video games as much as i would like to anymore part of the reason is uh i'm a dad now the other part of the reason is my free time kind of goes to hls especially during the season but i'm gonna try it all the same i have started up a team and that is team gaming for avon so uh, 
if you would like to join this, maybe a donation isn't going to quite be your thing, or maybe you would like an excuse to do a 24-hour gaming marathon of your own. You don't have to go 24 hours. It could be just an evening. You could sit down, play board games, or you can just hop on board and try to get donations a good old-fashioned way via emails, Twitter, and what have you. Uh, but you can join that team, head over to herlawsons.com slash extra life. You can sign up, be a part of that team. Uh, we are shooting for what I believe is a modest goal of $1,500. I'm setting a personal goal for my own stream over at a thousand. We were very close to it last year. I want to get it this year. Again, that is herlawsons.com slash extra life. I gave away some stuff last year for the uh, top donors. I'm thinking about doing that again, especially if say I'm able to get an extra, uh, 33 trekking hat, uh, that might be one. I'm looking for a couple other fun giveaways as well, and along with a lot of other fun things that will be there. It'll be a good time. So, again, mark your calendars there, December 8th and 9th. If you can't wait, you want to see what it's all about, make sure you check it out. This Saturday is when it's all going to be going down. It's the National Game Day. All right. With all that being said, the charity stuff, the the swag, let's go ahead and dig in to the college football games. And we will start, like I said, with the Notre Dame playoff scoreboard watch. Uh, I have five games in particular that I, are really greatly going to affect Notre Dame, mostly because these are either opponents that Notre Dame has played or they're opponents that Notre Dame is about to play. And Notre Dame has the benefit right now to having beaten three teams in the college football top 25 right now, which is absolutely huge. And part of the reason why they are number three, because as we said on the podcast after when we did the North Carolina recap, the big thing that the college football playoff committee looks for, they don't really care about your good loss. Even though Notre Dame does have a good one, they care about your good wins and who you beat. So it behooves Notre Dame to have as many of those as possible. So with that being said, the first one on the list, we're just going to kind of go in order of time here. And the first one, it's a noon kick over on Fox, and that will be number seven, Penn State, taking on number 24, Michigan State, over in East Lansing. Now, Michigan State looks to be doing full Sparty right now. Uh, their game against Northwestern left a lot to be desired. Penn State coming off of a massive collapse and losing to Ohio State by a single point themselves. That sounds a little familiar for Notre Dame fans. Uh, so they are looking to try to get back into the college football playoff picture as best they can uh, to make a big statement over Sparty party here and and really Michigan State uh, they have a decent enough defense I'm really not sure what they're going to be able to pull off here uh, because the big thing is is how are they going to handle Shaquan Barkley that's obviously going to be the big story whether it's kickoffs whether it's in the running game itself how are they going to be able to handle that and are they going to stop shooting themselves in the foot as well? Because we've seen turnovers cost this team before. And, man, I, and I still can't get over that they lost to Northwestern. But this is at home, so they have a little bit of a chance here. They will definitely be up for this one. Uh, they need to bounce back. Penn State needs to bounce back. And for the Irish, it would be huge if Sparty can knock off Penn State because that could help solidify Sparty's position in that top 25. Next game on the list is probably what I would say is the biggest game. If you had one game to pick that you needed to absolutely scoreboard watch, it is number four Clemson going to visit North Carolina State, who is number 20 in the college football rankings. Uh, this will be 3.30 p.m. over on ABC. Um, and if you're in a weird regional spot for this game, you might end up seeing it on ESPN2. And really, NC State, Notre Dame made them look absolutely ridiculous in, in their game. However, 
the good news for us is that they, or at least with NC State, is the losses that they have aren't hurting them in the ACC title hunt as of right now. So if they can beat Clemson, they are in the driver's seat and will have all but punched their ticket into that ACC title game. Now, they still are fighting off injuries, and I'm not sure when last I looked, if you remember, Eddie and I were talking about this on the uh, Mystery Pitcast yesterday, still not sure what the status is going to be for some of their big playmakers over on NC State's side, but one thing we do know about Clemson is that their offense, while their defense has been spectacular and probably one of the most elite units in all of college football, offense has looked a little suspect. So NC State, they still have a good defense. If they can put something together against Clemson again, they're at home. They need a big bounce back. That is where they have a little bit of potential for opportunity. They still take care of the ball really well, and as long as they don't think somebody jumped offside when they didn't and their offensive line tries to do their best statue impersonations, they should be okay on that end because they do take care of the ball very, very well. So I'm really interested, and that's what the big matchup is for me, is can Clemson's offense kind of catch catch a little bit of steam in this one? Can they, you know, take some of the lessons that Notre Dame showed and how they were able to expose North Carolina State in this game and then be able to do it themselves. And the other reason I'm interested in that matchup is I want to see what Clemson can do because if Notre Dame could do it better on the ground, I'm starting to believe they can. Man, that's that's going to be something exciting regardless of how this game turns out, at least for where the Irish stand. So this is a very, very big one, especially if NC State pulls off the upset in this one. Also in the 330 slot, it's going to be busy because obviously Notre Dame is playing at this time as well. At least keep your eye on number 21, Stanford, and number 25, Washington State. This will be 330 on Fox as well. Um, so in this game, you know, Bryce Love should, I have a feeling he should be playing in this one. I honestly haven't been able to check to see if he's going to be in there or not. Uh, but Wazoo right now, a lot has been made about their defense. A lot has been made about, uh, you know, the Grinch, you know, running that defensive side of the ball. And then last week they were just made to look absolutely ridiculous as Khalil Tate made him look like a absolutely terrible, normal Wazoo Pac-12 defense optional type unit. So now they have potentially are going to face Bryce Love, somebody else within that same vein as Khalil Tate, an absolute game changer uh, on top of that. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens here. If Washington State can actually hold on to their top 25 ranking as they are just on the edge here. And Stanford, man, we saw last week in that absolutely terrible game against Oregon State. If they don't have Bryce Love, they don't have a whole hell of a lot of anything. So it's going to be very interesting to see even if they have Bryce Love there, how they're able to bounce back from that little bit of embarrassment. Next up, we're going to switch over to primetime now as number 13 Virginia Tech visits number 10 Miami, who is Notre Dame's future opponent for next week. This will be at 7 p.m. on ABC. And again, on, on this one, man, Miami has looked so suspect. Shane and I have talked about this all season. It, it, it's it's very, it's got to feel like we had about Southern Cal, that the matchup looks very, very good for Notre Dame. And you kind of want Miami to stay undefeated just to have that game be this huge impact, uh, you know, primetime type matchup where you can absolutely embarrass a top 10 opponent. Uh, but Virginia Tech is no slouch themselves in this one. So it's one of these games to where you want 
wonder, when is luck going to run out for Miami? They've kind of been backing into wins. They've been doing just enough to survive. They're just scraping and clawing. And, and the most important thing is to win in college football. Wins are not easy to come by. But I really wonder if this is when uh, they finally have some luck right out. Now, the thing about Virginia Tech, though, is when you take a look at their schedule and you take a look, I mean, their big wins have been in the ACC. But the ACC hasn't looked so great for the most part this season. So when, you know, they, you know, when you're, whether it's a Louisville team, you know, it's like, okay, well, that doesn't mean as much now. Florida State, we've obviously seen, you know, in general for the ACC, they, they look absolutely terrible. And if I remember when I was listening to the solid verbal, uh, they, they deemed Virginia Tech's best win Boston College, which, Although Boston College is playing well right now, that's not really what you want to take to the bank. So it's going to be very interesting for me. The biggest story in this one, uh, in general, beyond the Notre Dame implications of this, is which of these teams might actually be a little bit for real because there are two teams that I have some question marks about on both sides here. So I really want to see what happens when these two collide in this one and who ends up coming out on top. And finally, Pac-12 after dark, y'all. We got a little bit of an interesting matchup here as Khalil Tate and number 22 Arizona head over to Southern Cal, who is now ranked 17 in the college football playoff rankings. And this will be 9.45 p.m. Pac-12 after dark on ESPN. And man, Southern Cal, they got back on track. They looked absolutely dominant for Arizona State. And while my heart will never, ever break if Southern Cal loses, Man, do they have a tall order in this one? They need to be, you know, Notre Dame, because that game is really what woke a lot of people up for the Josh Adams Heisman campaign, woke people up that Notre Dame could be for real. And that back-to-back one-two punch that Notre Dame had with SC and NC State is huge, and you don't want either of those wins to really look god-awful and terrible. Now, this game, I expect to be absolutely nothing less than a shootout. Because, as I said with Eddie, this game, man, I I expect there to be very little, if any, defense being played. Arizona doesn't exactly play it, and we've seen what can happen to a Southern Cal defense if somebody decides to commit to the run on them. It's not pretty. Uh, so Khalil Tate could do a little bit of damage as well. He definitely did some against Wazoo last week, so let's see if that can keep going. So that, another big one. Now, we have two other games of note in the national scene. This will affect the college football rankings, but not anything necessarily that will be completely related to Notre Dame other than kind of the cheeseburger on a bye type situation. It's going to be nice if some of these teams fall apart uh, to help Notre Dame solidify their spot in the rankings. And those two games are, we're going to start with Bedlam where we have OU number five in the college football playoff rankings, the first of the two teams out going over to Oki State. They are going to be the visitors in this one. This will be 3 p.m. over on FS1. And again, this is one of those, another shootout in this one. Uh, as I said with Eddie, uh, OU's defense, extremely suspect. Oklahoma State actually looked like they were getting uh, back on board here a little bit. And I tell you what, Oklahoma State still has a shot at that Big 12 title. They still have a chance to make a little bit of noise here. And not that that's good for the Big 12's overall playoff chances in general, uh, but really Oklahoma State's not in too much position to care. But if they make a big big enough statement, you never know what could happen. So uh, this will be a big game. And like I said with Eddie, OU's defense being extremely suspect, this game being in Stillwater should be a very, very interesting one because here's the thing. And this is where things can get kind of hilarious and weird because 
OU being at five, they beat Ohio State, who is number six. You know, and basically for was the committee intentionally made sure that OU was in front of Ohio State. I want to see what happens if Oklahoma State wins this game because if Ohio State is now a one-loss team and OU isn't now, now where do you shuffle? Because it seemed very intentional that Ohio State was behind OU because of head-to-head. Does that all of a sudden change now and Ohio State with their win over Penn State looks a little bit better than Clemson's wins? I'm going to be very, very interested to see how that turns out if that scenario takes place. So Bedlam should be a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to it for uh, ever since Oklahoma State looked like a murder machine. Um, I knew this was going to be a fun one, so I'm very much looking forward to it. The only thing I'm disappointed in is there's too many fucking games I want to watch at the 3 o'clock, 3.30 hour uh, over on the Eastern Time, 2, 2.30 in my neck of the woods. Too many damn games I want to watch. Uh, this next one uh, is of national interest, mostly because Alabama's involved. Uh, but the team on the other side is somehow number 19 ranked LSU. And as Eddie said, LSU's in a bad position here. Alabama's had a bye. Alabama is now no longer ranked number one because the committee got involved. And this kind of makes me smile a little bit. And it also kind of makes me disappointed because the reason they're not number one is because of Notre Dame, but it's because Notre Dame lost to Georgia is the reason why. Uh, so that kind of sucks. But anyway, 7 p.m. on CBS, uh, we can watch a murder in primetime because I, as I said with Eddie, that's all I think that's going to happen in this one. But if the unthinkable happens and LSU somehow pulls it off, Holy shit, are we looking at an absolute upheaval in the college football playoff rankings? Because all of a sudden, Georgia is the lone undefeated left in the SEC. And I wouldn't say they would stay that way because they eventually they got to play Auburn and they got to play Alabama, most likely, unless some really weird stuff happens as far as that Alabama matchup. So still a lot left to, to be played here. Uh, so those are the games. And that's seven, folks, seven games. November is so much fun. This is one of the best times of college football season, aside from bowl season. Uh, Love this time of year. So much goes on. So much chaos ends up reigning. And I tell you what, if 2017 is not a sending thing, it's going to continue in this one. All right, now I still have games. Uh, this is Shane and I will talk about games that are still on our radar, even if they're not the big splashy games. Uh, the ones on my radar, uh, number 14, Auburn, uh, facing the Aggies at Texas A&M down at College Station at noon over on ESPN. Uh, a school my sister goes to, a school I grew up cheering. Uh, so, uh, but I have a feeling this is going to end so terribly for a and I can't believe they lost to Mississippi State. I have a feeling at this point, Aggie fans are almost praying that Auburn blows them out so Sumlin can can go away. Uh, I have a feeling this 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 could be bad because Auburn wants to play spoiler for Alabama too. Even though they may look like they aren't able to do it because of what happened against LSU, they would like to have a few confidence builders to at least play spoiler come Iron Bowl time. Uh, so I definitely got my eye on that one. Uh, this one I have my eye on uh, for one reason and one reason only, and that is because Zoo Alpha, India, Romeo, Echo, Zaire. Yeah, Zaire's back, if you can believe it. McElwain gets fired and Zaire's going to get the start. Uh, Florida, Amazoo, 12 p.m., ESPN2. 
Uh, I'm not going to watch much of this game. It will be scoreboard watching and and hoping Zaire can get some stats in this one. Also an excuse to play the drop. Um, next up, uh, number 15, Iowa State are, is going over to Morgantown to play West Virginia. Uh, West Virginia, even though they are unranked, still a fairly solid team, even though Oklahoma State put a pretty decent beatdown on them. Uh, this will be 3.30 uh, p.m. over on ESPN2. Uh, I just want to see if Ohio State can keep this train going because they have been a very pleasant surprise this college football season. Uh, there is unfortunately so much going on at this hour that this result may end up getting buried, but uh, I really want to see if Iowa State can keep this sucker going. Next up, Texas is heading over to Fort Worth to face number eight TCU. This will be 7.15 p.m. over on ESPN. And, you know, Herman has come very close to beating ranked opponents in matchups. Now, if you want to do a little bit of revisionist history, you can say now Texas has this big ranked win against previously mentioned Iowa State, which is a weird thing to say. But Texas has been so close on a couple different occasions from playing an incredible spoiler. And if they manage to do it against TCU, one, it's almost a little bit of, of revenge from last season because TCU put a little bit of embarrassment on them to help end the Charlie Strong era. Um, but man, it, Texas tanking the big 12, even further than what it already is would be, it, it almost seems fitting quite frankly, <laughs> that Texas would, would, would be a reason that the big 12 again suffers. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I just want to see if what Texas has got in the tank on that one. Uh, you know, as far as primetime matchups go watching that game along with the, the Miami Virginia tech game. And kind of keeping a slight eye on what LSU and Alabama will do. That's that's a fun primetime slot right there. Uh, the last one I'm going to mention, uh, this is number 18, UCF. Uh, giving Shane a little hat tip here. Uh, playing the ponies of SMU. This will be 6.15 p.m. at ESPN2. Uh, I think UCF is going to roll in this one. But I really want to see uh, SMU has been playing much better football. I just want to see what they got against an obvious good team. You know, yes, it's a group of five team, but they're still damn good. They're putting points on points on points on points on people. And I want to see if the ponies got a little bit of fight in them. Uh, so those those are the games on my radar. And, you know, so uh, what do we got here? Let's see. It's total that's five two, yeah, 11 games on there. So let's talk about lucky number 12 in here. And that is number three, Notre Dame taking on five and three unranked, unranked wake Forest. So wake, they're coming off a 42 to 32 victory against the Louisville team that just seems to be taking this big nosedive. Um, we got some injury news in this one, particularly on the wake side of things. Uh, Greg Dortch, their leading wide receiver who had four touchdowns last week in that Louisville game. He's also their kicker off returner. He is now out not only for this game, but for the season with an abdominal strain. He had surgery earlier this week on that. He is out for this game. Uh, Jesse Bates, uh, starting safety and the leading tackler on the team, and who is also counted on as a, a vital piece of that run defense, also out, which looks very, very huge for Notre Dame there. And uh, Cade Carney, who is one of the three running back by committees, and, and based on the stats I saw, he might be number three on that list based on the amount of carries that he's gotten. Uh, he is also out as well. So really, if, if you break it down, huge offensive weapon, huge defensive weapon, both out for Wake Forest. That's not exactly what you want to roll in with the South Bend when Notre Dame has got their own version of a murder machine rolling right now. Uh, on the Irish side, Alize Mack, uh, he has not recovered enough from the concussion. He will be out as well for this game. 
But other than that, the Irish come in relatively healthy, which is is still surprising. And hopefully, knocking on wood here, we keep that going because uh, we have dodged. I swear, I, every time somebody goes down, you know, Niles Morgan's got the wind knocked out of him a couple times, got a stinger. Uh, when Winbush was getting up, getting slow, you know, my heart skipped a beat there, and of course that caused him uh, to miss a game. So we we definitely want everybody to stay nice and healthy in this one. Uh, but really I got one big stat for you as it regards to this matchup and, and really the thing that stands out the most here. And it's that wake Forest with their 84th ranked rushing defense. Obviously that's a great matchup for Notre Dame. They're giving up 183.8 yards per game. Notre Dame just made a top 10 rushing defense look ridiculous. And now they got somebody ranked in the bottom half of college football. That sounds very entertaining. That sounds great. However, Here's the interesting part. They are the tackle for lost leaders in the nation. They have 74. So it, they seem to be almost, you know, really feast or famine in this one. They make some big plays, uh, but they also give up a lot of yards. So for me, key for the Irish, because they have had some drives that'll get stalled. They'll have a black, bad play. Uh, somebody will get knocked behind the line. Wimbush will take a sack. And it just ends up killing drives. And where the Irish have succeeded this season is that hasn't been a death toll for them because the defense will end up bailing them out. And if for some reason the defense doesn't bail them out, the offense seems to figure out what's going on and then immediately score and wipe away any kind of deficit that ends up getting created. That's been the story for the majority of the season. So really, that's what you're looking for to take place in this one. It's a very simple preview. Wake Forest, even though they are a decent team, they're power five, they're above 500, it'll look like a decent win in the uh, the committee's eyes. It, and it's not going to be great. It's not going to be top 25 caliber, but it ain't going to be bad if the Irish pull it off. However, even with Wake having, you know, the injuries, they are still a formidable football team that is going to be looking – because now we always say that everybody brings their best Notre Dame. We say that all the time. It is, it's almost something we say in our sleep at this point when we try to explain away when bad things happen to Notre Dame by teams that, at least on paper, it looks like they should be able to dominate. Now you got that, plus the Irish have this gigantic target on their back shaped in the number three here. And they want nothing more than to spoil that. Want nothing more than to spoil a couple, a pair of other threes. And that's uh, Josh Adams Heisman campaign. So, and they're going to be going against their former defensive coordinator as well. There's a lot of random things that are going on here. And honestly, I'm not worried about it. That is just me saying, don't, you know, there's no breaks in this part of the schedule, at least for what I'm seeing. Even though Navy, you know, surprisingly lost to Temple. Uh, tonight as I'm recording this uh, on a Thursday there's really no breaks in there and you can't get caught looking ahead to that big top potential top 10 matchup against Miami because Wake will love to play spoiler and it's one of those things as Notre Dame fans we we never want to feel too comfortable about the situation because we always fear that other shoe dropping and everything seems so good right now the Heisman campaign is picking up some steam the Irish are basically control their own destiny from the playoff. Just we're not that far removed from four and eight. And here we are talking about these two things. It's almost like we're sitting here looking around what's going to happen next. But like I said with Eddie, I mean, it's almost weird to preview this after I do the picks because I'm all in on Notre Dame. I said that with Eddie. I took Notre Dame 
and they're they're spread because at this point I'm almost expecting the three possession win. They're they're almost they're, they're going into the near minus anything territory that I've been in with Alabama for a while. And it is because of the dominating brand of football that they've been playing and it hasn't just been on the rushing attack. The defense swarms to the football. They create turnovers. They get a pick six against one of the dumbest plays that NC State ever could have possibly run. And it's hilarious that Dorian is still whining about that right now. I saw something on Twitter to where he's still bitching that people were offsides, where uh, he just needs to watch the damn tape. Nobody was offsides. But maybe you should have brought a little bit more in the second half, too. That would have been a great idea. But regardless, um, I really want this, again, this game to be one of those nice games that we don't have to worry about to where I just don't want to see a slow start. I, I like for the Irish just to, to, to hit the trail running and just don't look back. And the reason I want that isn't just to make some kind of a big splash for the committee to have this big margin of victory there. That would be all well and good. And that would be awesome. However, I want these things because I want the starters to be able to sit on the bench early in this one, if at all possible, because like I said, and, and the reason I sat there and knocked on my desk earlier when mentioning injuries, that's the nightmare scenario is that somebody vital gets hurt in this game. So if we can put that kind of distance between us, that's the other part of where crushing your opponent is so vital in college football. Not only does it give people some playing experience in, in the depth chart that is also vital as well. And heck Dion McIntosh, our four string running back, every, I think everybody listening to this podcast would be more than comfortable with him getting 20 carries in that game. If we could be so lucky, that would be great. That would be absolutely fantastic. But that way we just, we, we keep the guys that we're going to need throughout the rest of the season, fresh and healthy. So that way, I mean, that's how to me it is no so there's a multiple reasons why i think the irish have been as injury free part of it is i think they the what they revamped in the strength and conditioning program how they're monitoring their players everything has been so top-notch it is it has worked out so great and even brian kelly says usually you're trying to maintain strength and he mentioned that he just feels his team's getting stronger and stronger and quite frankly it's showing because this team is is physically looking better than they did against a loss in Georgia. You know, it's not like the team was out of gas by any means, but the way they're finishing games now is a whole hell of a lot better than the way they were finishing games earlier in the season. So I want that to keep rolling. I want to see the book. I want I want Rakes to be able to call the, the meeting of the book club on Twitter in the second half early. That would be the ideal scenario. But regardless... The bottom line is the Irish got to win, and it, it's not even win convincingly. It is it is just win. Just don't fall apart and make sure we just keep going. But right now, I, I'm not lying, and I, I always like being an optimist, but I also like being a realist. And I've said for a while, I've, I've, I've been trying to – I was more restrained than Shane was. Shane was where I think I'm getting to now way earlier than I was because I'm like, okay – I see the big games that are up there. I see SC. I see NC State. I'm nervous. Now that those are behind us and that they dominated those teams in such <laughs> in the fashion they did, that they basically broke their will. It goes back, if you remember, back when we had the, the cold open after Aura passed and Brian Kelly was talking about what Aura's teams would do to their opponents and that Aura said his teams never broke he always broke his teams always broke the, the will of their opponents 
And I tell you what, when you got that man's name on the front of your helmet and you keep doing that week after week after week, hell, I mean, you just want to keep that going because that is what the Irish are doing. And it was interesting to see, you know, on Twitter, on a few message boards, it's like, did, did NC State quit? I got a couple text messages. It's like, hey, hey, Ryan, does it look like they, they quit on, on there? And it's not that they quit. It's just that they're so beaten by the end of it. They're done. And they're out of gas. They're, it's not that they've quit. They just got nothing left in the tank. When you get beaten that physically and, and such a physically dominating performance for four quarters, and you're just wanting to get the hell out of there at some point because every time that ball snapped, you're trying to give something in there, and the guy across from you has got twice as much energy and twice as much strength as you have, and it's just like getting beat up consistently over and over again. Now, I want the Irish to do that to Wake Forest. Uh, won't be any need for Wakey Leaks in this one, I believe. So uh, that's what I'm hoping for here. Should be fun, relaxing, and hopefully we can come back and uh, talk about this game and the glowing fashion that we've gotten accustomed to uh, later on uh, in this weekend. So that's going to wrap it up for the previews. Um, as far as wrapping it up and personal updates, man, I tell you what, this week has been hellacious on my end too. Uh, just loads upon loads upon loads of stress. Work's been, uh, it's not even necessarily been work. It's I'm at the point now, in, and I think it's because the holidays are really, I can see them, you know, Thanksgiving coming, and I still got a bunch of boxes in my house. I've been building shelves in this office. I swear I've been building shelves on shelves on shelves on shelves in this place. Uh, but uh, I, I finally feel like I see the light at the end of the tunnel. Uh, but trying to put that together and keep up with HLS and keep up with the day job, it's exhausting. I haven't gotten a whole hell of a lot of sleep. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice or not. Uh, but man, I'm ready for the move-in process to be over because there is so much fun going on. And, and I tell you what, bottom line, even though I, I've had a lot of stuff that I end up having to do on Saturdays right now uh, with family or, or, or friends, or, it's it's been great to have these respites over for college football and, and to get a little bit of a, a brief break, at least on Saturday. And the best part about it is that, at least to this point, the Irish haven't been an additional stressor. It's weird to sit here and say the least stressful part of my week is by far watching Notre Dame football. It's just been that pleasant. And, man, it's I honestly can't really think, because even in 2012, there were some heart attacks throughout that entire season. There were very few comfortable wins there. And the Irish are just turning them out over and over and over again. It's been a hell of a lot of fun. I hope we can keep it going. And folks, I hope you will be here when we do this little recap action later on in the weekend. So with that being said, folks, make sure you're around for it. And if you want to be around for it, the best way to do that, go subscribe over on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Podbean. And of course, we are always around herlittlesons.com. Make sure to leave us a review, spread the word, help people find us. Email the show, podcast at herloyalsons.com. Follow me at Andy Tech, Shane at Superman TV Jesus. Until next time, y'all, go Irish, beat Demon Deacons. Have a good one.